Hello everybody, welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. Here, uh, I shall say I've made the trip out to meet with who is someone that I'm really looking forward to talking to, Andreas Turner, who I'm obviously pronouncing his name terribly, and it's so, but even after researching this beforehand, I've still butchered it. But he is the Vice President of Global Design and Architecture here at Karma Automotive. So Andres, thank you firstly for taking the time out to talk to me. I imagine you're rather a busy gentleman at this point in time. I am. Um, thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a great pleasure. No, thank no, you. no. Thank you again. But uh, so Andres, obviously you're a huge listener of the No Breaking Podcast. You've listened to every episode multiple, multiple times on every type of device. You follow all the social media accounts, so you know exactly where this is going today. Absolutely. I'm sitting always next to your mom. <laughs> exactly. Right. Listening to because she is obviously one of the, the, the second biggest fan, I think, behind my father. But, Andres, so here at Karma, I was hoping you might be able to go into a little bit of detail about what your role is and, and where you see Karma going, especially in the next in 2020 and in 2021 in regards to your vehicles. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the Vice President of Global Design and Architecture. I, I see myself as the architect as well of bringing departments together, defining on how we design experience-driven, brand-driven. This means there's a strong, strong collaboration aspect with our product planning, with our marketing, with our clients. So Bringing all of this basically together is one of the aspects. But then, of course, the design as well. In my department, I have all parties. We are, we are a 360 department from early architecture engineering all the way to exterior design, interior design, color material design, craftsmanship, model making, um, digital imaging, uh, UI, UX design experience design. So it's it's very wide. It's a very wide field. And then with that, can you sort of give us an idea of the number of people that are, uh, that sort of comprise up all of those teams? So our internal team is around about 40 people strong, but we work strongly with external partners, uh, with service partners and contractors as well. So at times we are doubling the size of our team. Okay. And then, so, what are some of the projects that you've been involved here in your few years here at Karma? When I started at Karma, the, the update for the Rivero GT was on its way already. The design was, to a large extent, defined, and I really could come in to refine uh, this design. Uh, one of the bigger projects that I associate myself with is the, the first show car that we've done as a company, the SC1 show car. Mm -hmm. And so can you tell us how the SC1 uh, show car came about? I mean, it was done in a very, very quick timeline from what I understand, which is rather impressive. It was done in a very quick timeline, uh, that's for sure, but we sometimes that is even positive, that is even good. We knew where we want to go generally, we knew what inspires us as a team, of course, we all came here because we are driven by the pioneering spirit. And so the idea was to, to, to show the first basically real family member of this confident, bold, charismatic, future-thinking um, family member again. And, and, and so we were a little bit under the radar. That's the only way it is possible mm -hmm. to be so fast 
to do something pure and, and uh, absolutely purpose-driven. Not a generalist, but really a purpose-driven uh, purist. And so what was the focus of the design and what was the sort of the brick? Because I know for in, re in doing my reading and my research, which is what I'd like to try and do that a little bit, it was all focused on like uh, a California type of car. Is that correct? Yeah. California is as well tying all of our concepts together in the sense that this is the starting point for our inspiration. Mm -hmm. We are not saying that we do California cars. They look like California and they express their only basically... Uh, we only want to sell them in California. That's not what we're saying, but we, in, we are inspired through California. So California is very unique in many, many aspects. Uh, the people it attracts to come here, uh, again, the pioneering spirit, the sense for trends, sustainability trends, but as well op generally openness for new things the optimism. You can just continue and continue. So good things that, that inspire us. The um, but as well styling-wise, the the, the, the the special sense of what is luxury here, it's a very like light, light uh, luxury. It's sophisticated, and still there are some raw elements into that. It's all very authentic here, so this inspires us. And then so with the, the short window that you had, what was it that came together about the team, or shall we say, what was the positives that you took from that, you said? So the short is the, the the positives of the short development time is that you then you 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 have to stick to your original thoughts. Mm -hmm. So there's we did a very quick sketch phase competition. We put uh, we, we we selected the theme, and then we stick to it. It has a very original thought, a very original inspiration, and we we amplify this original thought with some innovations that are basically driving and um, accelerating these thoughts. So everything is, is aiming for that one goal. In this particular case, we, we were looking, we were telling the story of California and pioneering, and we integrated this thought of, of aircrafts and even the space industries. And then you see this through the door concepts. It's an, it's just a very special moment when this door opens. Yeah, That's I mean, I, I, obviously everyone can check the car out online when they listen to this podcast. Now I know that my my mum will be doing that right now. But uh, I mean, it's it's a beautiful roadster. Yeah, and it's a, I mean, it's an incredibly beautiful car. I mean, the idea that you guys had the competition internally to to have everyone throw their hat in the ring, so to speak, to give it a go. I mean, that must be kind of help invigorate and, and push that design process through, I'm assuming. Absolutely, and everybody is bought into this, of course. Again, we all came here because we all have big dreams. We, we all left secure and safe positions in bigger companies, came here um, to do exactly these things, to do things that has not, have not been done before. Of course, we are dreaming as well that all of our products provoke something in, in people's minds when they see this, right? You should see with every karma, you should have this feeling, wow, what is this? I've never seen this before. Um, you know, there are some cars in the in the history of of automotive design which provoke this. I've got a former colleague of mine just right now working with us who I worked 10 years at Rolls-Royce. Mm -hmm. He is a young designer. He saw the very first launch of the very first Jaguar E-Type in Geneva in the 60s, 70s. And he said when he saw this car as a young man, 
he was struck by it. He was, it appeared as a star spaceship just landed, right? These feelings we want to provoke with each of our cars. So speaking of that, then, what is it, aside from design, what you're looking to try and provoke these, these thoughts and these feelings about, how is the, the push for technology, how is that fitting into that, that niche of sorts? It is absolutely. It's not contradictory, we think. It's, so we don't, we don't design homages uh, of the past. We, we, we want to design experience-driven. We want to design with the California spirit in, in mind as well. California is a forward-looking state as well. Again, other areas in the world are too, but this is as well very like special for this area. Mm -hmm. So this goes hand-in-hand hand together. It's a new kind of luxury, and it's high technology combined. So the technology really uh, lifts this experience up. So if we design a car where the driving is in the center and the driving experience, all the innovations amplify that one feeling. So we go in and see that our driving experience through an integrated head-up display in the front screen emphasizes this. Or the sound system enhances that feeling because it lets in certain sounds from the surround but not other sounds. So this is all really amplifying the feeling of, oh my gosh, what, what am I driving here? I'm flying. And you see this hood in front of you. It's all adding up to this atmosphere, to this feeling. So it's not about necessarily efficiency. It's not about optimizing that you see only the street in front of you. No, it's more than that. It's giving you the feeling, I'm rather flying. Like it should feel, okay, am I flying a Spitfire or what is this? It's something that you've never experienced before. It's a dream. And so there's no pressure for you to deliver that, right? No pressure whatsoever. No, we want to do that. We we want to take this on. We 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 came here to we came here to change a bit the world. It's not just, of course, that we come up with concepts that have never been done before. As well, we see that we have the opportunity being here, and I mentioned the part of sustainability. Mm -hmm. As well, we can influence bigger companies on acting differently through the work that we are doing in this field. And so how, do you th how would you think that would progress and how do you think that moves forward in, in impacting things like sustainability? Well, one aspect, I'll give you an example of what we started here within Design Studio. I started a small platform where we meet once a month, at least once a month, sometimes only us in Design Studio, so us 30 people or 40 people, sometimes we invite different departments. Our CEO signed up every time. He wants to be part of it, mm -hmm. which I love. Um, we call this platform Studiolo. Studiolo originally was that platform which the Medici invented in Florence at the time of the Renaissance, which was a sp similarly special time for us humans where so many things happened at the same time, right? There was the new world that was discovered, Vasco da Gama come back from uh, from India, uh, bring spices and news. The, the printing was just invented. The focus were there. Dura was there. Art was there. It was all coming together. News, news, news. And what they did, they created this platform that people could learn, debate, come to, new, to develop new thoughts. Not only this, they had this platform, but they supported as well designers, artists, 
long, young Michelangelo was invited as a 10-year-old, and you know what happened and, and what incredible artists came out of this. So we want to do the similar thing. It's about education, it's about learning, it's about debating, it's about taking on responsibility. One thing, for example, that we're doing, yes, we're watching how to swallow documentaries here. We watch The Plastic Planet. We watch The Age of Aluminium. We watch these things. So what are we doing to our planet? If somebody needs to make or the, the very first step in order to bring changes that you actually know about it, mm -hmm. discuss it, debate it, and then and then go from there. You know, people think aluminium is a good thing. It's not necessarily a good thing for our planet. Um, and I know I was team leader for advanced design for three brands at BMW, um, interior and exterior. I know that you cannot afford not to look at these small companies, what are they doing or how are they approaching it. You might not immediately take everything on what they're doing because you have your own philosophy, roadmaps and so on and so. But if somebody looks into new possibilities and clean possibilities, for sure at big companies there's suddenly an investment, a small investment just to make sure not to miss anything or something. So, yeah, we can, as a small, small fish, we can provoke change here and there, which is needed and important, right? And it's not a compromise, which is important to our strategy. It's not a compromise to our luxury approach. Um, it's actually a benefit. If we market this right, if we are able to provide a light and green, authentic green luxury, Without compromise, yeah, sure, we we go for that. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to guess, obviously, that uh, being in a niche company like Karma, then when you want to make those changes, and when people, especially as you said, you've got people that are so open to change, especially at, at all levels of the the company and across the company, it must make it very easy for you to try and get that change in there and help push that forward through the design and so forth. Well, it's sometimes easier, sometimes less easy, but this is why we have our platform to mm -hmm. discuss these things. You, it's not all overnight, uh, for sure. We have people who are in the auto industry as well, decades, and that is needed because you need that experience. Um, at the same time, we have people who come here with dreams, who change, who want to change the world. We are asked from our CEO, change the world. Easy. So we uh, we need to dream in all directions. This is why we come here, and it's a huge opportunity for us. Yeah. So speaking of that, if we take a step back, you obviously talked about working with the OEM, different OEM brands before coming on board here at Cum. But how did you, where was your initial drive or push towards the automotive industry? Where did that come from? Was that from home or how did that all start about? Where did it come from? I was always, in, I was absolutely always inspired doing art and that was my talent, I think, already from my first, my kindergarten times. I was sketching all the time. In school I was sketching. Um, I remember I had one I had one teacher, my first school teacher, she did not understand the concept that I was sketching all the time. So I sketched and uh, at one of my uh, end of end of year uh, papers I said Andreas is sketching all the time. He's he's disturbing. He's sketching all the time. And I was really scared. I was really afraid. I uh, I could not really listen. That was my world sketching. My parents Thank God, got this. They understood, and they knew the teacher in the class below us, from my older brother, 
and they know that she would get it. So they decided to take me one class lower. And the school was fighting it because my, 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 my grades were good. Mm -hmm. They said, you can't just do that. And then my parents just forced it through and said, no, we do this. A year is nothing. And the teacher, in the year after, she sat me next to a, a Russian child who could not speak one word German. She said, Andres, you know all what we discussed anyway. Why don't you sit next to him and sketch him live what we talk about all the time? So suddenly I had this job that I had to sketch to explain him and like do a live dictionary, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and he learned German. He knew what was going on. I listened even better to the classes because now I had a job to translate for him. It was a win-win for everybody. And then the same like end-of-school paper it was written and Andreas is sketching all the time and that's awesome he's, in, he's inspiring the whole class so 15 years later I'm the designer of the ghost uh, and before that I could not even read I was afraid and this and that so the, the, this education and this, this trust and this by my parents as well is probably a huge aspect that I became a designer in the end then it's not only art there's as well a passion for engineering my father is an as a pilot, and so it all came together, uh, the, the passion for engineering and art. And yes, there, there, there you go. I saw, I was inspired by, by the art of automotive designers. I saw this and I thought, okay, this is for me the, the, ultimate, the ultimate goal. After seeing this, I only applied, after my, uni after my um, school, I only applied to one university, mm -hmm to study automotive design um, in Pforzheim and uh, had no plan B. I just was so convinced that's it. I only want to do this, so I did my portfolio. And I was accepted being one of, I think, 10 with like, I think, 500 or 600 applications. And then for anyone that's listening that's interested in, in pursuing a career in design, what would you, have you got any suggestions or tips for you you'd suggest out to them to do that? Yeah. I, Go for it. Go for it. Um, sketch, sketch, sketch. It's important that you understand the concept of um, bringing across what you're, what you're thinking. Back in the days when I started, our school says, show us that you know the, that you are able, that you know the crafts, how to sketch. So don't even start to design already, but show us that you, you sketch an object and you can understand it while sketching you can show that you even understand the backside of it basically mm -hmm. um, so this is very important it's the craft of being able to communicate what you want to do the aspect of designing learn to design that comes during the studies and later um, another aspect is so there's the, there's the crafts aspect but then the other aspect is that you are really open to learn all kind of things and that you are interested I think this is the similarity to an architect. You need to be open to understand, to be able to communicate later with many, many different people. So it's the, and if you think of an architect, you are, need to be able to talk to the, to the owners who want to build something. You need to be able to, take, to talk to the neighbors who are maybe worried about something. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to talk to the engineers, to the city, to, to so many people and still make it work for everybody. And so uh, that's obviously, I was going to say here, some misconceptions that people have about designers in general. They think it might just be one person that, that puts us all together, and that's obviously not the case. 
I mean, you mentioned earlier, obviously, how is a team of 40 people here, and then you work with outside partners as well. So I'm guessing that communication aspect is really key in bringing all that together. Yes, communication is is key, and it's the communication aspect um, as well as the ability at one point to tell that story and to inspire other people and to be an advocate for something, to stand for something, to fight for something, again, to inspire people. This is another thing that we now just started here, um, next to the studio, studio that I just explained before. I'm sending my designers out, out of the studio for faces. Um, they just come back from one month being in the Hollywood Hills, mm -hmm. sketching there, designing there, living there, going particularly to areas, to galleries, to stores, to restaurants that they have not been before and wouldn't normally go. So particularly I ask them to jump over your shadow, even dress differently, do things differently, watch differently at different people to learn something and to discuss. Then, of course, we go out and we do specific trips. We meet owners, we have dinners with them, we interview them. And then... After months, you can imagine not only you, your sketches open because you're not, you're not shut down by engineers saying immediately you can't do it. You open, you start dreaming. Um, but as well, you develop this sense for, of responsibility that you are the one who knows a little bit more. You're entrusted to get out and make these experiences yourself so you can talk about these authentic experiences. You can then design, and you can as well protect it. You can advocate it. And then in the discussions with the engineers, it's a completely different um, discussions because it's not exchangeable so easy, right? It's not, okay, then I just put this line there. No, it's there's a reason behind it. And this is, I think, very, very important. If you talk about a luxury company, it's not just a shell over something. Mm -hmm. It's the complete concept, it's how we approach it, it's how far you dream, you know, and you need to buy people into that. And then how does, obviously, with these, these discussions and things go, how do things go when, like you were, as you mentioned, talking to the engineers? I mean, I can imagine that sometimes the engineers have their very one focus look and the design team are looking to try different things. How is it, so I guess, sometimes challenging, I would say, maybe, with those ideas to come together to sort of try and get those right lines, so to speak? Well, it is It is always a fine line. Of course, uh, when I say designers need to dream free and wide, it's, it, in the same time, it means, in many cases, pressure for somebody else to make these dreams happen, right? Mm -hmm. So it is important to not walk alone, in any time not walk alone we let them know before what we're doing, why we're doing it. Uh, we even integrate them. So I drove out in that case, I drove out with some engineers and showed them what we're doing. And and the end result is that they say, oh my gosh, I haven't been inspired by any sketches since a decade, one engineer said. Mm -hmm. And he even mentioned this to our CEO. And so that's great, that's fantastic. So there you see already he would walk the extra mile to get things done. It's not just then uh, five, uh, nine to five. It's okay. Now he gets where it comes from. Yeah, and it's a, I guess it's that passion that you're trying to foster here in regards to the people that are working with the company. Yeah. And then, so with that in mind, if we look to, can you give us a little sort of hint onto where the future might be or where that's going then with you guys and 
2020 and then especially in 2021 we've talked about maybe an, an all electric sort of platform moving forward there I'm not I'm, I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to to say here without my attorney uh, <laughs> that's look, I completely understand obviously but it's just that you could let's talk general though of where general you're going to go general yes specific of sorts yes, we, do, no. we don't need to break every story here on no, the no, no. breaking so, podcast but just the idea the general idea yeah I think we already communicated that we are working right now on a complete new platform mm -hmm. uh, that means several cars and we um, we are approaching a full EV uh, platform BEF mm -hmm. in the same time we don't want to forget about our outstanding EREF possibilities right we have two outstanding platforms in future and we keep this going mm -hmm. um, each of them has has a good reason for being um, where we want to be we want to be a, a true alternative for future luxury customers um, approach things differently but we feel maybe some of the established ones don't have all of those opportunities or don't open themselves up to those opportunities what the future technology offers mm -hmm. because they are hold back or think they are hold back through their customers and we want to exactly jump in there and say no nobody's holding us back yeah, I mean, I mean, it must be very challenging when you design something so pretty as the cars that you guys are making here. I mean, it's it's a that we make a great selection of cars at this point in time. So I'm very excited to see what you guys are moving forward with. Yeah, we, we are, we are, we are also, and it's. Um, I think it's fair to say we are after this effect. What I mentioned before, when you see one of our cars, you should always turn around and say, "What is that? What is that?" And then the next question may be, who is that stepping out of it? Because all of our concepts should be so confident and so have so much character that people should be interested. Wow, who's walking out of that? Because this person must have so much character and must be so like so confident that you want to know who this is. And then later it comes, okay, is this, is, do I actually love that car or do I even hate it? It's almost like secondary. We don't want to be somewhere in the middle, right? We want to be confident in one direction and then, okay, take it or leave it. We don't need to please everybody. You know, you've just put an awful lot of pressure on me now. If ever I step outside of a car and if my hair's messed up, I wonder if they'll think that's the, who's that guy with that terrible hair getting out of that car? <laughs> But uh, but no, I mean, I, I li really like the idea of this, the focus of where you're going with the design process, I should say. Um, what is it that, uh, is there anything else that you can maybe tell us about the, the in the workings or how this is going moving forward? Well, how, how this is going, S surely, surely, slowly but surely we will show the world. Mm -hmm. um, where we are aiming to. Um, we have a good roadmap set up already. We know we have a strategy and communication where we are going to go and when. So I, th I think I can say confidently that the world will see quite a few things from us coming in the next two, three years. Um, we have good things on the roadmap. 
I don't want to really spoil too much of it now in and this podcast. That's quite in, all right. In, in this that podcast. is quite all right. We, I'm happy to come back for part two and yeah, three let, and four. Let's, let's do that. Uh, what I want to say is we're excited on the way how we work these things out. We're excited that we, we commit ourselves to do experience-driven designs mm -hmm. and we, we want to design them through experiencing. I don't know if you know one, one small example which is interesting. We went to the Holly Hook House in Hollywood, mm -hmm. right? Frank Lloyd Wright designed, which is for, not a bad piece for designed for an actress in the twenties, and it's just picture book Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Every square inch tells you, "Wow, the twenties in Hollywood, the time to be like outstanding." And I told our designers when we were there, I've been to Frank Lloyd Wright houses in Chicago. And these Chicago houses, or the chapel that he's done, they are absolutely Chicago. They are not Hollywood. They are absolutely authentic, pure Chicago. So how can one architect adopt and be so, like, setting the tone for its location, for what, what it means? So last year I went um, to the Scottsdale University where Frank Lloyd Wright educated his designers, his architects basically, his own university. And I was absolutely amazed how he did it. He and his wife, they wanted each of their students to, to, to be prepared to dive into and to really design for this experienced, uh, experience they were asked to do it. So in the evenings, for example, in order to prepare for cocktail parties, they had to practice music instruments. They had to practice dancing, all in dress, like all in suits. Even men and men were dancing to just be prepared if the Hollywood people would come mm -hmm. with a new, like, okay, after the cocktail party, okay, I want a house too. And they had to work in the kitchen one day a week because they knew, okay, if they would do the architecture for a house, they need to know the flow in the kitchen in order to make this proposal really worthwhile. So there's so much, it's so much about knowing, a deeper knowing, that you know the society that you can dive into, that you can talk with them. That is very, very, very important. Back in, my, in the days at Rolls-Royce, I was working nine years for Rolls-Royce. Mm -hmm. um, I was meeting a lot of customers. I still have good relationships. And it's so important that you can, you feel comfortable amongst your clients you need to understand what they aim for what they look for and then you can design for it in fact one of our one, one of my friends who I know from the Rolls Royce times he flew in from London to meet our guys in Hollywood and to have dinner with them this is how important it is yeah I mean it's incredible so with that being the case and for anyone that wants to educate themselves on karma, where's the best place to find out more details or more information on karma? On karma. So you can always look us up in the in the social media, social media at Karma Automotive or the website is www.karmaautomotive.com. 
Andreas, that's absolutely fantastic. And I know that someone has definitely did not prepare that for you whatsoever beforehand, <laughs> do all the hard work for it. But it's been a real joy and a real pleasure talking to you today. And again, I can't thank you enough for making the time to, to sit down with us here for the, all our listeners. Well, James, thanks so much for having me. It's my first podcast, and uh, I'm really excited to be here with you. Well, look, hopefully it's not going to be your last. Look, as I said, we'd love to have you back for more and more. Keep this conversation <laughs> going. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you again for listening. And as always, you can find us online at nobreaking.com or across the social media at nobreaking. That's N-O-B-R-A-K-I-N-G. And tend the guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.